Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are a lifestyle show meant to empower women to live confident, prepared, and self-reliant lives. We talk everything from our favorite beauty products to concealed carry firearms and everything in between. We bring guests on our show with compelling stories that will inspire and encourage you in your journey. Now, you can not only listen to the audio, part of the Concealed Carry Network on your favorite podcast streaming service, but you can also watch our show by going to OpsLens.com or downloading the OpsLens app. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com the Concealed Carry Community's number one resource for training, education, and concealed carry weapon law information. Check out their Reciprocity Map Builder Tool where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. ConcealedCarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. ConcealedCarry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads, available for Apple and Android devices. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Amy, how are you? Hey, hey, I'm doing great. It's great to be back. Got back in town last night, been traveling all weekend long, um, and good to be here and be back with uh, all of you. I know it's been a busy, uh, bit busy few months, I think for everyone um, through the summer and all that stuff. Well, I'm pretty excited for today. So a few months ago, maybe less than that. I don't know. I feel like the months are starting to run, <laughs> run by. I was so fortunate enough to get um, invited to Georgetown University to learn and attend a um, sort of the end of a week-long academic boot camp, so to speak, um, that is put on by the Warrior Scholar Project. It was an organization that I hadn't heard of before they reached out to me. And, you know, as soon as they had reached out, I wanted to jump on that opportunity because I feel like in D.C., I don't really get that, um, that many opportunities to hear about awesome organizations or, or things that are giving back to veterans and helping our military. And so I was like, well, I don't really know much about this, but I'm going to take an opportunity since it's literally right in my city to go learn more about it um, and see what it is. And I was just so um, impressed and by what they're doing that I was like, we, we need to talk to them. I want to have them on. So I'm so excited to have Delia Itroini from the Warrior Scholar Project with us today. Delia, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so De- glad that you're here. Yeah, Delia, it's so exciting to have you on. Where are you calling us in from? I'm in New York City. Okay, great. That's awesome. Are you are you based out of there? Like that's where you live all year round, right? Yes. So we're a fully remote team for the most part. And so everyone's in their apartments for the most part. <laughs> that's awesome. So I want to talk, I wanted to bring you on because not only um, do you work for the Warrior Scholar Project, but you also participated in their program. So can you talk to us a little bit about the Warrior Scholar Project um, and what this organization does? Sure. So the Warrior Scholar Project is a nationwide veteran service nonprofit, and our main office is in Washington, D.C., and we've been privileged to serve over a 1,000 veterans um, since we started in 2012. 
And we serve enlisted veterans who are transitioning from active duty or that have already gotten out of the military and are kind of um, thinking about the idea of pursuing an academic career. And so we bring them on and we provide them a very intimate and immersive either humanities, STEM, or now we have a new um, business-focused college prep training. Uh, It's either a one-week course or a two-week course at 18 different institutions around the country. And it's really deep um, and it's very intense, but uh, they walk away with a new set of tools and a new sense of empowerment and just a really increased sense of um, confidence that they can, too, be on a college campus representing um, the rest of the veteran population. Wow. I mean, I remember how intense it was uh, trying to navigate the whole (laughs) college application process just on my own. You know, I I can't imagine nowadays with so much paperwork and things that they have to do, how many of the veterans that go through your boot camp end up applying to college? You guys have a pretty high percentage. We do. We do have a really high percentage. I actually don't have the exact data with me as we just wrapped up our summer 2019 yesterday. So we're still working on those numbers. But the majority of our participants actually pursue um, full-time degrees at the institutions that they participate in. And it's really exciting. Even if they figure out that college is not for them, just going through that experience and figuring out um, you know, what, it, what it could be like is, is definitely something that we're looking for. To empower them, really. Sure. I mean, and no, go ahead, Amy. Well, and they do these courses at different college campuses all across the country. Yes. So uh, this past summer, we um, were at eighteen different institutions around the country, and um, during the uh, rest of the year, we have six what we call community college um, initiatives, and that's where we do a version of our one-week program condensed in a one-day to kind of support the veterans that are at the community colleges to kind of push them to um, actually attend a four-year institution. And do they live on campus? Are they housed on campus when they come to the boot camps? Yes. So part of the experience is that it is a fully immersive experience. So they do kind of live the college lifestyle for that full week. So they check in on a Saturday. And um, from that Saturday through the following Sunday, they are basically full-time college students living in the dorms, uh, dining in the, you know, in the dining halls and using the libraries. We have a tour. Um, We're in the classrooms. We are in classrooms with faculty from that institution who are volunteering their time to, um, you know, to support our veterans. And then we have study hours and tutors and writing instructors that are there with us throughout the week to support them through their assignments. Wow, that that's that's um, crazy how immersive and I think how great that kind of experience is to kind of give them everything that they need and sort of throw them into that um, lifestyle like afterwards. I know I remember when I was there and just kind of like observing, observing like that last, I think it was their, I want to say it was a Friday, it was like their last closeout day and they were, you know, full on in the writing mode, working with um, some of the the people of the program and just like so into it and it was just so intense and I just remember thinking, I don't know, like when I was in college, that that was like, that was a lot to handle then and I think like now once you have like a little bit of experience and are able to to apply a little bit more of like life um, to, to going to school, it still is just, I mean, they, they 
looked and appeared so dedicated to it that it was just, you know, I think that was one of the reasons I was, I was so um, impacted by it and, and what you guys are, are doing there. So for the veterans that are um, enlisted military that want to, can anyone apply? How are they, I guess, recruited or, or how do they know about these programs? Like I said, I mean, I'm obviously, I am not a former military or, or anything like that. And I didn't hear about this. So somebody who was looking to want to enter this program, how do they find out about it? So yeah, it's a, it's an application process that is available on our website. And basically the requirements are just that you don't have a four-year college degree. Um, but any veteran that is transitioning from the military or that has been out of the military for a while, that is not really um an issue as long as as long as they served um, their country and then that they're now interested in you know pursuing an academic career and and uh, so they would just fill out the application and share with us um, a lot about what they uh, are looking to do and then we would just request that they select the top three colleges that they're interested in attending and of course this all you know um, has to do with the uh, the, the, the availability um, of their time because we are at very specific campuses during very mm. specific weeks. And once they fill that all out, um, we try to do a really great job. Um, we have a really great recruiting team and an outreach team that kind of make sure, uh, make sure that we have a diverse um, group of students at every campus. So we never want to have, you know, all service members from one specific branch at one campus. So we try to kind of mingle in um, the branches because they are coming from different cultures. And as you all know, a college experience, you know, you get um, to kind of mingle and greet and interact and network with very different people. And that's part of the great experience, right? And so we want to make sure that we also capture that in this immersive program. I mean, it seems like there an really- age cutoff for someone. No, no age cutoff. No, no, no age cutoff for, okay. No, as long as they don't have a college degree, um, you know, and, and I say that, you know, but but there are some some kind of case by case exceptions that we do make. For example, at the Georgetown program where Emily visited, we actually did have a service member who retired and um, and she already had a college degree, but her college degree was from about 20 years ago. And, and as we can all imagine, um, you know, if she is looking to go back to college, um, her experience would be very different than what it was 20 years ago. And so we definitely welcomed her on campus and she definitely felt like she could walk away feeling um, more confident about going back to school. Wow, I think that I yeah. think that's great. When a lot of traditional the, the kids that take the traditional path of going to high school, taking the SAT, applying for college, going directly into college, for some people that have been out of high school for so long, do they have to go back and take the SAT or or submit? Um, transcripts from high school or are they able to use their military experience to to be a buffer to get into college the next step yeah that's a great question and it's actually very common um so that is very dependent on each institution so i can't actually answer it in a blanket statement it depends on the school that you're applying in my experience um my sat so i served in the marine corps for 11 years my sat scores were outdated um, and no longer able to be used and so um, i applied to the school of general studies at columbia university and what they do is they give you uh, a version of the SAT 
studies without the math portion, then they use that to evaluate where you are. And then they also did ask for all of my transcripts. Um, so while I was in the Marine Corps, I did attend Florida International University and University of Maryland College Park and my high school transcripts as well. And so they used all of that, plus some of the um military experience that I brought in and kind of evaluated that. And out of 90 something credits that I had, they only accepted 36, but wow. I wasn't really complaining. You either want a Columbia education or you don't. And right. so <laughs> I had to go right on the challenge. Oh my God. <laughs> if I had to ever take like a SAT or a, a current evaluation test, I don't think I would get into college right now. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> I don't think it's I'd get into college these days. It's Definitely. Scary. If you gave me a math test, I'm not getting in. <laughs> So then you guys help prepare them for the actual, um, the rigors of being back on um, a, a college campus working with the the style of assignments and things do. But as far as getting into the college, what it sounds like is that's still up to uh, the participant and the applicant, uh, depending on the college they want, want to go to, they still are on their own in terms of doing the application, providing the necessary uh, transcripts, application fees, essays, things like that. Yeah. So what we have realized is that, um, as Amy mentioned, this application process can be very anxiety inducing and it's so complicated and can be very overwhelming, right? And so we have realized that it takes a village. It also takes a village to help you transition to this process, right? And so what we've done is not only do we want to kind of, and we tell them we simulate what it'll be like to be um, during a finals week at a college because our program is so intense, but then also you are surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and that are, you know, interested in pursuing similar goals. And then, so you, now you have uh, a team, you have a group of people that can help you. And like, for example, me as a program manager now, but as a veteran that, you know, is still transitioning, um, we are part of this supportive network. And so I am very happy to read over um, statements of purpose and to kind of share my experience, but also the host institutions play a role. They support us in giving us um, an admissions talk. So their admissions uh, personnel comes on campus with us and gives us a talk about what it's like to try to be admitted at Georgetown University or Columbia University or at MIT or at Yale. And so that really helps them because they're getting the information from the experts, right? Mm -hmm. What are they looking for at Yale? What are they looking for at the University of Chicago? And these are questions that we can't necessarily answer, but the admissions office from the host institution does support that. And that there is also, um, you know, a financial aid talk, and we do go over veteran benefits because this can also kind of increase the anxiety because it is also very complicated. But of course, how are you financing your education is so important. Right, for sure. I mean, I think, th I mean, those are all just little things that I think that we don't think about after we've graduated high school and then graduated college that people who haven't had that opportunity to go through and then have gone and served our country and coming back, like, we, we've done that. So that's like no longer in the forefront of our minds of things we have to do. And those are like the little things that, um, you know, everyone that they have to kind of deal with and sort of start thinking about, okay, uh, how am I going to do this? And I think that's so great. And so talking more about this program, I think one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on is because not only uh, do you work for them, but you also have been through the program yourself. And yeah. I just want to hear about sort of how you got introduced to the program and, and your experience with it uh, pre, during, and post and, and how you kind of 
once you finished uh, your boot camp, sort of how that helped and set you up to continue on? Yeah, so I was very fortunate. Like I mentioned, uh, I served in the Marine Corps for um, right under 11 years. And um, in 2013, I moved to New York City. I was accepted to Columbia University in the spring of 2014. I started there as a sophomore. And um, it wasn't until uh, my junior summer that um, I found out about it just from conversations from other veterans on campus that I heard about and some people posting things on social media. And I became interested. I did a little bit of research and I said, you know what, I could I could definitely use some tips and things that are going to make me a better student. Um, I, I was struggling and I just felt like I was working really hard and perhaps there were better ways to do things uh, more effectively and efficiently. And so um, I went to the Harvard 2016 program that summer and it really was a transformative experience because it taught me that everything that I was doing, although it was working, it was just too much hard work. There were, there were easier ways to do things. You know, I learned about the, the Cornell uh, note-taking method and, you know, about other ways and other resources that were available to me that, you know, I felt like I was just so busy as a, as a college student and a new mom and a transitioning veteran that I got tunnel vision and I was just working, working, working. Um, but then I figured out that there are these other ways to do things. And so I really took on everything that I learned during that one week um, at Harvard and brought it back to campus and kind of just sealed the deal and graduated with honors and was very happy to, to, put in practice everything I learned and that it worked. Oh my God, that's um, and awesome. so, yeah. And so like we say at WSP, I kind of, you know, drank the juice and fell in <laughs> love with the mission and kind of like, Oh, I had my aha moment. Like this really works. Um, and, and it was great. Do they have resources throughout the years? Once you complete the program, that initial boot camp program, do they have resources to help you while you continue your education over the next several years as well? So we are working as we expand to build more of a, I guess, a formal uh, resource um, for our alum. But right now, all we have is an alum page um, on Facebook where they're able to kind of stay connected and ask questions and answer questions. A lot of uh, the the participants uh, post information about fellowships or information about their campus. And a lot of networks start building within the campuses where now our participants are students. And so it's really great to see them welcome each other at orientation because now they have that additional layer of connection. Not only are they veterans, but they also experience WSP. Um, and a lot of them come back. So that that is one of the, in my opinion, one of the most important parts of WSP. All of our fellows, which are the um, veterans that actually run the summer programs, they are not only veterans, but they're also WSP alum. That is definitely a requirement for them to become fellows. And they really feel the sense that they want to give back. They were so impacted in a positive way by WSP that they want to come back and give back. And so they, they go through the interview process and they become fellows and, you know, they're full-time students at, at a four-year institution. So having that experience and that background really, really um, brings something different to the, to the course. So if we've got people, you know, we've got a lot of veterans that listen to this program. If somebody is interested in wanting to sign up for the uh, Warrior Scholar Program, where do they go to apply for it? So they would go to our website. It's warrior-scholar.org. 
And there they can find out information about um, our 2019 summer, um, just general information about what the program looks like, where uh, were we on 2019, and, um, and the, the application is also available on there, which is not open for 2020, but once it is, it will be right on there. And they can also sign up to be part of our, our uh, mailing list where they find out information first. When does the 2020 program start? So we start um, mid-May. Okay. Typically mid-May to uh, mid-August is what our summer looks like. So good. That's a decent chunk of the year. So then people it can is. start getting getting prepped and, and get their applications and everything um, ready once that opens up. Definitely. And getting mentally prepared because it is it is tough. But I mean... I think any any college student would tell you that it was not easy work to get that college degree. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> Def, definitely not. I think um, it, I think just in general, it would be um, awesome to have just a program for any college student to to have uh, kind of behind them to help them get through those through those four years, kind of have their back during that time. Yes, and I was very fortunate this summer that I was able to go to five different campuses. And um, although I'm I'm now a grad student and things are a little bit different, just being on a college campus and and hearing what what the professors have to do, what have to say about the materials that we cover, and and hearing the different voices of the veterans that are informed by their experiences, which can you know range. Uh, in, in, with, with anything. And it is just really invigorating to be in that space. And I mean, these college campuses are absolutely stunning. So that's always a treat as well. So the folks that take the program and the professors that are um, in, involved in the program and even in the fellows, like they pro- they're providing the feedback that you guys need to help further, further the mission. And how important is that to hear that from them? Um, so you guys can continue on. Cause I, I have to, assume that just getting that that positive reinforcement from them is just such a driving factor to to make you guys want to to continue on and keep building this program to be bigger and better. Right, yeah. So I I really feel that um, Warrior Scholar Project is a response to the needs of the veteran community. Um, You know, a lot of us get out and there's many different reasons why a person would um, finish their military service and then what to do after that is a big question mark, right? So a lot of people want to go back to work. And um, we realized, at least for me personally, um, in order to catch up to my peers and be competitive in, in you know, in employment to search for employment, you, you needed that kind of um, check in the box and get a college degree. But the experience, of course, um, speaks for itself. And so um, that's where WSP comes in. Um, That's where we try to bridge the gap and kind of uh, empower our veterans and remind them that they too are able to do this. They do have the skill set. It just needs to be kind of um, used in a different way. And that's where WSP comes in. And so hearing their feedback uh, on Friday as we culminate the course really informs the the direction in which WSP is going to continue to grow and support our veterans and in, in whatever they need. And part of that is is what um, Amy was asking about, right? Like, uh, do we have any kind of formal um, support for our alum? And that's something that we're definitely working on because it is something that they would like to to see happen. So Awesome. Well, uh, Delia, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, tell our audience where they can go to get more information regor- regarding WSP if they want to um, reach out to you, if you don't mind them reaching out to you to talk about the program, where they could find you, um, not to put you on the spot to give out your, <laughs> your information like that. Um, but yeah, let us know where um, our, our listeners can find out more about this awesome project. 
Of course. So the best place is our website. It is warrior-scholar.org. And there they can actually see all the profiles for our team and our email addresses are available if they have any questions. I am more than happy to answer them. My name again is Delia Introini and my email is dintroini at warrior-scholar.org. And we're also on uh, social media like Instagram. So if they'd like to follow us and take a look at everything that we did this summer, then all of our information is also available on there. Awesome. Great. That will also be um, in our show notes and all that stuff. So thank you for being on and thank you so much for your service. And we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.